I'm Peter Medlin, and you are listening to Teacher's Lounge. We're a podcast at WNIJ Public Radio telling the stories of education with the help of some of our best educators. All of us have had teachers, coaches, or professors who've inspired our outlook or uh, changed our lives even. And and we're going to talk to those inspiring educators, and you are going to tell us where to find them. Uh, That's right. Every single guest we have on this podcast is nominated by our listeners. So go ahead and be one of those fine folks. Suggest an educator in your life. Just email their name to teacherslounge at niu.edu. On this week's episode, we have Molly Lilia, principal at Manchester Elementary School in Poplar Grove. We talked about everything from the challenges of preparing for the school year during COVID, like putting up thousands of dollars worth of plexiglass dividers or having some students eat lunch in a library. And Molly and I talk about that and about teaching online and what that was like in the spring and potentially for the fall as well. And we talked about how people are starting to appreciate how hard it is to be a teacher when they're forced to try and teach their own kids from home. I've heard from a lot of parents being like, I never understood. Now I get it. I, I, I really get it. Thank you for all you do. I can't wait to send my kids back to you. <laughs> I can't wait till this is your problem again. <laughs> right. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> but then we're like, yes, give us this. We want them. Give them back. I always talk about, I'm like, now when I first started, I'm like, oh, I haven't had discipline in how many days? And I'm like, oh my gosh, give me a playground fight. I can, I'll take it right now. Give me one of those. Near the end, we also touch on Molly's new passion for playing a certain extreme sport. Uh, stay tuned to find out what that is. Okay, let's do the show. So when I spoke to Molly for this episode, her school was planning on having a blended learning format so students could choose whether to be online or partially in person. Um, Well, the news changes quickly. We know this, and we knew that then, and we know that now. So we mentioned it quite a few times that these plans might change before the school year actually kicks off, and they did. Uh, Her school district recently switched, like so many other schools, and are starting off fully remote. A lot of schools saw pushback from parents and teachers who weren't comfortable being in this uh, in-person environment yet. In the, in the spring, remote learning was a huge challenge for so many people. And we did want to dive into some parent surveys and other reports from schools about how it actually went for families in the spring and maybe how things could be different now. As the pandemic began to surge, schools closed and most students switched to online learning almost overnight. Schools with less access to technology relied on paper packets, especially for younger elementary students. It was more like crisis teaching, like building a plane as you're flying it. That's what Lindsay Zelli says. She's the director of professional learning at the Illinois Digital Educators Alliance. They didn't really have time to figure out all the little nuances that come with lesson planning remotely and meeting the needs of learners in an online setting or perhaps even reaching learners who don't have access to Internet. Rockford Superintendent Aaron Jarrett said in May that 1,200 of their families didn't have adequate Internet service. The Dixon Community School District solicited a parent survey asking about the biggest challenge their kids face learning from home. And through a Freedom of Information Act request, WNIJ obtained hundreds of those responses. Spotty internet frustrated families. Parents wrote about their kids juggling a single device for their schoolwork. Educators were often praised for helping them get through assignments, while numerous parents cited a lack of teacher interaction as a major issue. Childcare was one of their biggest concerns. And the United States is seeing a childcare crisis during COVID-19, and it's no different for Northern Illinois parents. 
A parent of an elementary school student wrote that, quote, my child gets passed around to five people on houses for childcare depending on who's available to watch them. A Dixon Middle School family said, quote, my husband and I are both essential workers. We were having to stay up late to help with homework. It was very, very hard on our son as well as the parents. And that problem hasn't been solved for schools starting out online this fall. Childcare is expensive and could put low-income families in a bind. Districts like DeKalb are trying to offer options. Interim Superintendent Griff Powell says they're partnering with several childcare organizations, including the YMCA, who can also help students with remote learning. We have reached out and we are actually housing some of those activities in a couple of our buildings. Online learning in the fall will look considerably different than the last spring. For one, it'll be longer. The Illinois State Board of Education is mandating five hours of remote learning. Two and a half of it must be synchronized with the class working at the same time. Some school districts prioritized professional development for their teachers to feel better implementing a remote learning curriculum. In a district survey, 64% of Freeport teachers said they needed more of that help. And a third of those same teachers said they see themselves as beginners who know the basics but not much more or just slightly above that when it comes to teaching new material online. Lindsay Zelli says the Illinois Digital Educators Alliance held online sessions throughout the spring and summer. A big point that I try and make to teachers is to do less. It's hard to connect with learners. So pick the thing that you're passionate about and teach that first because that passion is going to reach students beyond the screen much better than you know, unit one. They've also held presentations for parents looking to help their kids with remote learning. The other key difference between the spring and the fall? Grading. In April, Illinois decided grades wouldn't count for or against students, which made it difficult for some to stay motivated and engagement often nosedived as the virtual year came to a close. By the end, participation at some Rockford Elementary schools fell below 20%, but numbers at other schools hovered in the 80s and even 90s. Only 25% of DeKalb students were present and logged in for all 29 e-learning days. The typical letter grading system will be back this fall much closer to a regular school year. Griff Powell says that's just one of the reasons he thinks participation is going to be much better. The other reason is that now a lot of those teachers do feel more comfortable teaching online. Educators are experimenting with things like Bitmoji Classrooms. It's a cartoon digital hub where students can click to explore resources. Think of a bookshelf that links to the library. Lindsay Zelli says it's impossible to recreate the classroom experience online, but they can still bring a little normalcy to a year that's been the farthest thing from normal. All right, without any further ado, how about we jump right into my conversation with Molly Williams. I came in here uh, like two minutes before 10 o'clock and you were already in the waiting room. This is, you're my kind of person, Molly. <laughs> Early, all the time. Oh, no, no. Usually I'm always late, like always late. Have you always been that type of person or is that just like a, a work thing? Because I grew up in a family where like we would be late to our own birthday parties at our house. Like we'd be like, yeah. oh, we have to run out and get some ice or something. And we'd come back and people are like, what do you do? How are you late for your own parties? Yeah, so that, that would be us. That was you guys too? Yeah, totally. See, so I think that I've overcorrected. <laughs> And now I am like 25 minutes early for things that I know I can get there in five minutes. It's a oh, no, my boss jokes around. He's like, he's like, oh, I'm not late until, you know, he's like, I'm late if Molly beats me into the meeting. <laughs> like, oh, thanks. He's like, Molly runs on her own time. I'm like, well, at least you accept me the way I am. 
Exactly. And you're there, you know, you get there at the end, you know, it's all about that. Right. <laughs> and I feel like whenever I bring this up to people, it feels like I'm humble bragging, you know, that like, oh, I'm always early for everything as if I'm bragging about it. But I'm like, I'm really not because you don't want to be the person that just sits in your car for 20 minutes in the parking lot. Like, that's, right. not, that's not a cool thing to do. No, I think that's why I'm always late. I'm like, I never want to be the first one into anywhere. I'm like always too nervous to do that. And I'm like, well, if I'm like the last person in, then nobody really notices me. It's all right. Now that you say that, that actually makes more sense to me. And now I'm rethinking my whole early policy because like, <laughs> you know, you don't have to be the one that's setting up chairs. The chairs no. are for you. Right, right. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I should, well, well this is a, this yeah, is what I'm okay. It's just my shyness when it comes down to it. I am so shy that I'm like, oh yeah, if I, I mean, that's how it used to be. And I think now it's just evolved to that's just how I roll is like, oh, I got five more minutes. And then I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> I was gonna say, it can't be a shy thing now. Like I can't imagine. I mean, you're the principal of an elementary school, right? Like it's kind of hard yeah. to be a role, right? It is hard to be shy, but I still find myself getting nervous when like walking up to people and talking to them but it has gotten so much better like if I'm out at like the store or something and I see a kid I'm like hey yes shy people representation we love to see it yeah <laughs> I think it's the opposite I think that I think you might be onto something because I'm a, I'm very much a people person I mean I I listen to the sound of my own voice for a living so I get right. the indication about anything that like I'm extroverted extremely so so maybe that's it too maybe I want to be the person that that you know is is in there first getting everything sounded. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. There you go. Yeah. How long have you been back in your in school in the office? Um, we officially came back in on Monday, so. Oh, so not that long. No. What's the What's the vibe like? Is it Is it seem relatively normal? Is there something off about it? It's. I mean, it's just me right now in the building, but it's really there's a lot. I mean, usually when we come back in August, it's you hit the ground running. You got to get this schedule done, this schedule done. You're going to have some people coming in to meet with them to get the schedules out and, you know, get the notices to parents on whose classrooms they're in. And instead of that, it's a little slower because now we have more time because our district pushed back the start date um, of school till like the 8th of September. But it's so nerve wracking and very anxiety producing because it's like, wait a minute, uh, do I have enough space in these classrooms to keep kids safe? I don't know. Wait. I, we're going to have to order like $100,000 worth of plexiglass in order to, you know, keep kids separate. It's just so, it's so different and anxiety producing. The vibe is just, we're all kind of like, oh, what's next? What do, what do I have to do now? Because it's not the normal stuff. Nothing's normal. No. And I mean, I imagine for you, it's also stressful because now, you know, I feel like in late July, everyone was like, okay, this is what our plans are. This is what it's going to look like. And now within like the last two weeks, there's just a huge amount of people reversing course and being yeah. like, you know what, actually, I think that we're probably going to be online for the beginning of the year. And so like what I, I can't even imagine what it's like for you in your position being like, we have to get all of this stuff ready for now, but there's still an off chance that like in two yeah. weeks, we throw this out the window. Correct. It's exactly correct. We had a board meeting last night that um, I think that was one of the subjects they were talking about and um, that we're still planning on going to school at this point. But I'm like, okay, I've got all this work to do, but they have another meeting in two weeks. And in two weeks, you know, I'm going to do all this work. And I hope I'm not just spinning my wheels, you right. know, because in two weeks, things could change. And now we're all online. And I know the teachers are frustrated and they're nervous too. It's really nerve wracking this year. It's a, it's a constant breaking news event just yeah. all the time for the last five months. Like I used to joke about how 
the the NPR politics podcast used to have this thing. Whenever they would bring up any like new news story, they'd say things may have changed by the time you hear this. And I feel like I have to qualify literally everything I've said in the last five months with things may have changed by the time you hear this. That's exactly true. I mean, yeah, it's exactly true because like, well, this week is what it is. And early next week, it could be completely something different. We, one of um, my colleagues coined it as we're planning in quicksand right now. It's just, the, or we're planning on sand. The sand is just constantly shifting on us. Wow. Even the image of that is kind of anxiety producing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty much what we're doing. You know, I'll get a text. So, you know, I have a couple of very close colleagues that I work with, other elementary principals. They're like, well, what are you working on today? And I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to do my master schedule over again. Oh my God. Yeah. And the, I think the, the plexiglass too, like when you, you're ordering all that to separate things, like I, it's hard for me to like, put into my mind like what exactly that's going to look like and I think it's going to be hard to see and like until people are actually like in those classrooms right it's not it's hard to actually picture what that looks like yeah and it's yeah I'm still having a hard time picturing what it looks like but I'm like thinking about where I'm going to need it to separate you know have these shields between kids in order to give them you know time being able to see each other but being spaced out because six feet is very, very hard. And, you know, and I'm like, I'm so nervous about lunchtime and I'm like, okay, how can I put the plexiglass shields this way? And how do we put them across these round tables and get kids in there? And it's, are they eating lunch, like in a lunch room or are you guys doing it like in the classrooms or how does that? So some schools, some, um, I know a couple, well, one of the buildings in our district is looking at in the classroom. One of them is looking at in the lunchroom. I'm going to try doing it in, in a, to give the kids a break from that space and some of them in the lunchroom some of them in the in this room the library and some of them up on our stage yeah I feel better about them eating in our lunchroom because I could space them out more than being in a classroom I'm like I think that was been my biggest thing I'm like we're fine if we're wearing our mask everybody's covered it's all good you know we can maintain somewhat of a distance but as soon as that mask comes off you know, and you're eating and there's all those particulates. And I'm like, that makes me nervous. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And it's, well, I, I think it's, I was just having a conversation with another teacher. And it was actually, he's a teacher in Elmhurst mm -hmm. that is like the president of their teachers union. Okay. And so they had just came out and been like, we don't like our district's plan for reopening. Like we want to, we want to try to get them to delay it back and start online. And he was talking about how he has, he has two young kids uh-huh and he was like they had gone to like a outdoor dining like area for a restaurant and he was saying that like in the middle of when they were eating that one of his kids saw like a cool caterpillar walking across the sidewalk uh -huh. and like within seconds his two kids and like four other kids from like this whole area had descended on this caterpillar yeah. and were all just watching it like right next to each other. And he was like, it was like the quickest moment from, Oh, look at those kids. They really like that caterpillar. So, oh no. Like we had like, right. like, and as a teacher with elementary age kids, I just don't know like that trying to reteach yourself to react in that way is weird. Cause the way the way he phrased it too was like so heartbreaking where he said like 
I'm afraid that the thing that makes school joyful is not going to be safe. I would agree with him. I would absolutely agree with him. And that's what makes me so sad. And I, my heart breaks for these little people that are just starting school for the very first time. And they, they're in this environment and that, that excitement of coming to school and learning is not going to be there because it's like, you can't go to these centers and play and experiment and learn and get to know other kids because that's dangerous. Right. Like, and you have to both, encourage people to you know be curious and to like learn but then also like we have these new restrictions of, of what that means and how you know how literally you can be curious and without being unsafe right. I don't know it's hard that's hard it is and it, yeah I'm hoping that if we you know however we come about like when we're in person I'm hoping the weather's nice and we can get outside and the kids can actually you know, spread out a little bit and really explore the world around them because unfortunately when we're inside, you can't. Yes. So, like, weather, good weather, please. I know. Honestly, for just this entire quarantine, that has been like that has been such a godsend for everyone is like, how can I get out to a park? How can I get out to a forest preserve? And I'm like, I get it. Like that's I'm exactly that type of person where like I need to escape. I need to get out of here. Right. You need a different set. You need a different set of boundaries and walls. You can't be in the same area the whole time. I know, and it kind of feels. I mean, I, I, I've made this joke on the podcast before, but it's like I feel like for a while there, our new national pastime was uh, walking in slow circles around our neighborhood. Like that's that that is now America's favorite sport. Right, right. My mom shared something on Facebook. It was like the view from my backyard or something. Yes. She shared it with me. She's like, you should, you should join that. And I started looking at all these wonderful pictures of places around the world. And I'm like, this just makes me sad because I can't leave. Oh my gosh. How have, uh, how has it been with, with your kids this summer? Does it feel like, uh, does it, did you think that they feel like it was a normal summer or was it a different feeling? Um, it was, it was different because I know there's times where they really want to get together with friends and they, they can't. We do have one family that we're, we're, we're quote unquote quarantining together. So we get together with them. The inner circle. Um, they're, they're the inner circle. Yeah. yeah. So we do, they have had friends to play with, but I will say it's not like my kids, like their best friends and their friends from school that they really want to see. And I'm like, well, maybe we could set something up where you can socially distance, like, or mask up and hang out outside. Yeah. But um, it's, it's been a tough one, but we've been doing a lot of work um, rehabbing um, my father-in-law's farmhouse that we'll be moving into. So it's like, we've been super busy, always running out to the farm all the time. So we haven't had a lot of time, I mean, a lot of time just to hang out and chill out. So um, that's been, that's helped them to not be like, I really want to see a friend. I don't have anything to do. The farm sounds cool. That sounds like a good place to be. That is, that is like kind of that godsend. It's like, oh, we can, we can go out to nature out here. You know, the grassland, we've got part of it in set aside. And I'm like, we can hike down there and walk around and be outside out there. <laughs> yeah, it's fascinating. I've been over the last, I think, couple of days, um, you know, we our office is in DeKalb, so we cover mm -hmm. a lot of, you know, DeKalb and Rockford and stuff. Yeah. And I'm on, like, a Facebook page that's all, like, a DeKalb parents and teachers Facebook page. Okay. And 
just, you know, every day I allow myself like 15 minutes to really get in the weeds of some of those posts and stuff. And it's all just like, cause, and they had just over the last couple of days, they had switched from, you know, we're going to do a blended option, you know, and this is going to be half remote, half in person to they're delaying and they're going online to start their, their year. Oh, DeKalb is now too? DeKalb is now too. Okay. And so like everyone at the last second being like, okay, what does this mean? What is this going to look like? How is this? And it's like, we've got uh two and a half three weeks to figure this all out i'm like i can't i can't imagine the anxiety of being a parent right now on top oh, no. of trying to figure out your own work situation and oh, then, i know if you're doing a job where you you know your kid's going to be online but you've got to go to work all day so what am i going to do for him is there child right. care where they can help him with his e-learning i I feel for a lot of, I, I really feel for those families. I mean, obviously I'm a working mother and my husband works full time too. Luckily I have my parents that are, I mean, and his parents too. And really they are my village. I could not do what I do without them. Yes. And um, I feel for a lot of our parents that don't have that. And I'm like, they're like, what do I do? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, we'll try. I know our district, if we do go the e-learning route, we're trying to work together with the, um, with the local Y to see yeah. if what kind of daycare options are available for these parents that are working and, you know, for their That's kids. What it seems to. I've been seeing the, a couple Ys being like, hey, we're going to try to help them with their e-learning as much as we can, but. Right, right. It's like everything else. It's things may have changed by the time you hear this. We're going to see what it is, but in two weeks, who knows? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Who knows how things are going to turn out? It's all going to, it's, we're planning on sand. Yeah, it's. The, the e-learning thing is I, I imagine that you're you guys have you know people can choose to do remote mm -hmm. right I'm, I'm yeah thinking. what because I know that that was I was actually I, I just got back a bunch of uh you know FOIA like freedom of information Act. Yep. I just got a, just inundated with data of like from a bunch of different school districts of like what their e-learning engagement looked like over the spring so like you know what oh. are the trends from you know the first week to the ninth week and then yeah. from like parent and student surveys and obviously the longer you went with this and the closer they got to the summer there was like people didn't want to do it as much people yep, they were out. out they were gone for you guys what if, is there anything that you've been able to take away from the experience in the spring that you're like this is what we've learned from it this is how we can do it better or what is that like um, definitely learned that uh, we didn't do so we're one of those districts that ha was not so one-to-one -one, and so we did not have a lot of that synchronous learning time right. and so we learned we definitely have to have more I mean obviously the state's requiring it this year now but it definitely helps kids to get involved is having more of that time and um, just I learned you know we I need to support some of my other specialty teachers and how to reach out to their to their kids that they work with or um, with their specialty to get the kids involved and just the different but the more involved we can be you know I had some really good feedback from a family that said hey they're so used to you doing the Pledge of Allegiance with them every morning and you doing announcements can you do an announcements with them if we have to be this way in the fall and I'm like oh that's a great call yes yes I can I can do that stuff I mean sometimes it's just little very practical things yeah, I would have never even thought of that. Yeah, I'm like, no, I can definitely do announcements every day for the kids. Huh. Yeah, I, I, that's that, that's fascinating. I, that's the one I haven't heard, and I was like, wow. Yeah, I guess like just 
introduce whatever kind of normalcy you can. You know, yeah, it's just, do. yeah, those are just that little pieces of normal that they didn't have. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry. I, I missed that. <laughs> yeah, there's only 100, 150,000 other things I was thinking about. Sorry about that. Right, right. Is it like, for the students that are choosing remote, are there going to be teachers that are specifically remote for them? Or is it uh, people are, will some of the in-person teachers also be doing some online stuff? So it depends in our district. It'll depend which age level you're at. Okay. In, in my, at the K through four level, which is obviously where I am, yeah. we will have um, teach like remote, like teachers that are just, that's what they do. Their classroom is a remote classroom. Mm -hmm. Um, so those kids that choose remote will be assigned to one of those teachers may not necessarily be from Manchester school, but will be from a, one of the district schools. Mm -hmm. um, if at the six through 12 level, I their work believe um, they have like it built into their schedule with a shortened day that those they'll have that same teacher they would have had right. they'll just have some other time that they'll work with them a okay. certain hour or time of the day. And things may have changed by the time you... <laughs> and things may have changed by the time. Yes. Yeah. But that was the original plan. I mean, I know at the elementary level, we definitely had um, just a teacher that was set up just to be for those kids, like a kindergarten teacher and first grade teacher. Um, that, that was the plan anyway. I feel like elementary school, and it's pretty obvious when you say it out loud, but it's like, they are the ones that benefit the most from having their teachers interact with them on a day-to-day -day basis. Yes and having other people around them but they're also like there's so much about this pandemic that's like a personal responsibility thing it's like i choose to wear this mask i choose to stay six feet away these are the things the choices i'm going to make to benefit both myself and the people around me but they're like it's hard to ask those you know big questions of people that are five or six it's just it's yeah absolutely and i'm yeah. like especially when you know they're just learning how to be with other people. I mean, when they come in at five years old, they're learning how to be with other people, how to not hit when they're mad at somebody or something, you know? Definitely and, don't do that now. Yeah, definitely. Don't, don't touch, stay away. Don't touch anybody, you know? And so it's just so hard in that, you know, the personal responsibility, like you were saying that we struggle with as adults, you know, watching these little people try to do it is it's so hard, but I will say sometimes what, I don't think we always give little people enough credit for is that they will do what we ask of them. Like, you know, I tell my kids don't, you know, when we go out, we have to wear a mask and they're so trained with that, that like I was, we were on our just entering Texas and we were at the welcome center. I'm trying to take a, a selfie of us and I'm telling my daughter to take off her mask. And there were some people way, way behind us. She's like, no, I don't want to get the COVID. Oh my you know, God. you know, because, that's she has been taught you keep that mask on that mask is going to keep you healthy and safe and i think kids will go with that right and it's almost like you know we talk so much about education about how like you know younger kids easily like you said they we they're sponges they soak up this type of information and now i'm thinking like cross our fingers knock on wood whenever this you know whenever we have a vaccine whatever whatever in this uh, amorphous far off future where things are quote unquote normal that right. we're all dreaming of <laughs> Like how long is it going to take to, I guess, unlearn some of those things and be right. like, you actually don't need to wear the mask right now, or you actually, you know, you don't have to be terrified of someone that steps within six feet of you. 
I have zero clue how we do that. And like, let's, let's put out the fires that are in front of us first. Right, right. But I just, I can't stop thinking about what that's going to be like. And I know that everyone is thinking about, you know, the social emotional aspect of this. What is the long term mm -hmm. impact of that? And, but that's true. We might have more kids that are just have much more social anxiety about, our, especially our younger ones as they're growing up with this, about being around other people. And I've also thought to myself, I'm like, you know, a lot of some of the Asian countries, you know, when it is flu season, they always are wearing masks. So I'll watch video footage of them all wearing. I'm like, is, is masking going to be one of our new norms in this country? I think it's going to be like everything else where there's a percentage of people that yes, and there's going to be a percentage of people that are just Oh, absolutely. But I think we'll probably, you know, in the future, see more masking than we have ever before. And, oh, you know, yeah. not just people from foreign countries. It'll be... We've, we've found out ways that we can figure out how to, you know, integrate this into our actual, you know, wardrobe too. So. Yeah. Does this match my shirt? Does it go with my outfit today? <laughs> I know. How hilarious that it is to think about like 11 months ago being like, I'm going to be sitting in front of my mirror. It's like, do you think that my black pants go with a navy blue mask? <laughs> <laughs> right. That's so good. Are you guys, um, with, I, I know I'm fascinated with, this whole, you know, the social emotional component of this. Are there, like, what are the resources for, for you guys? How are you guys considering that for, for this fall? Is there much that you can do? Like, what is that like? I think a lot of the stuff we're working on is just trying to be there for the, I mean, right now it's just trying to be there for the kids and to foster those connections with each other. You know, I've talked to my teachers. I'm like, your first, when you guys come back to school, I'm like, your biggest priority is going to be love the kids let them know you're so excited they're here they're so excited they're back get to know them build your community because sooner or later we're going home so get that community going you know yeah. let everybody you know build that community but otherwise other resources honestly we haven't talked a whole lot about those um that it, but we have talked we've talked around it a lot i will say that like yeah. oh we know we need to do something we don't do we need to do something and a lot, i think a lot of us are like yeah we got to do something we got to let the kids know we love them. And, you know, part of that's building the community in the classroom. But other than that, I think part of us are like, what else do we do? It's half the questions that I've, it's, it's, I know it's frustrating for, for me, but then it's twice as frustrating for the people I have to interview because so many questions over the last five months I ask, and even though I know that the answer is, I don't know. And it sucks, you know, for me to have to ask questions that don't have answers, but I know it's even right. worse for, for you to, yeah. have to like throw your hands in the air. Who's to and say, I don't know. I know I'm in this position. I have a hard time saying, I don't know, but I will say, you know, it goes back to even to one of my interviews. I was, when I was interviewed for this job, they asked me a question. I'm like, and I, finally I was like, you know what? I just don't know the right answer for that right now. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think this is exactly one of those questions. I don't know the right answer for that right now, besides let's just let the kids know we are so happy to see them and we're so happy to be there with them and yeah, to love yeah. them. And I mean, I will tell you, I'm excited to see kids. Like today we have a yearbook pickup today. They finally came in. That was super delayed. And I'm so excited for kids to be coming to school that I can hand them their yearbook and be like, yay. <laughs> yeah. Cause the kid, the, the in-person, I mean, we're, the in-person connection is like, like sorely lacking. And I will say, you know, even when we can have these, you know, the zoom connections or anything it's like oh look it's you're it's a real life person that's not my family <laughs> right and there's probably a brain that's like are they really there like is that actually <laughs> <a> person? 
It's a really good Android. Wow. Yeah, like, wow, the AI is getting really good in 2020. Who's this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the community building thing is because I, I remember in the spring, you know, when we were talking about, well, what's e-learning going to look like? What is, what is this all like? Everyone kept being like, well, at least we had all year in the classroom together before we went online. So everyone knows each other and we have these networks built up already. And so now you're like, there's a chance that in three weeks we're doing this all online now. So it's like even more important than ever to be like, let's try to establish these relationships. Let's try to get to know each other while we can because. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I know. I mean, in the spring, I was like, please let us start at school. Please let us start at school so we can meet those kids. And I'm like, uh, I'm a little nervous about starting in person. I'm a little nervous about how this is setting up. I'm like, I really, 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 really want to see all the kids and I really want to see their families. And I'm really, you know, nervous about keeping everybody safe. Right. That's the thing too, that like, we see a lot of stories of like, oh, you know, teachers unions and parents and like everyone is like starting to push for online stuff. And it's like, no, like, there's no one that doesn't want to be in person. Everyone wants to be in person. Everybody that's, wants to be. That's the whole point is that we want, right. We don't want to do it too quickly to where we're just going to have to leave again. But like, yeah, it's like nobody wants, nobody's like, oh, this, uh, this e-learning thing is way better. There's not. A yeah, no, because it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone is acutely aware that it's much, much different and worse in a lot of ways. Yeah, we're, we're acutely aware. We, I think everybody, kids, parents, you know, teachers, everybody works much harder on the e-learning thing than, you know, in, in person is just so much, it's so much easier walking over to a kid's desk and giving them that quick feedback. You can't do that. It takes so many, so much more time. Yeah. I don't think, I think you're right. There is nobody that doesn't want to be with the kids or in person or just I think everybody is just very worried about how to keep, you know, everybody safe. Yeah. I, th I think that, I, I don't know if I've touched on this, but about like, uh, I think that it's given people a, a different appreciation of what goes into education and what goes into teaching. And I remember her, like this time last year, I was doing a lot of reporting and talking a lot about what teacher shortages looked like in Illinois. Oh and, like, yeah. Mm -hmm. sure that was happening. And, and then, you know, um, people kept bringing up to me, like I, I didn't even ask them about it, but people kept on their own bringing up to me. Like, I think that we're not as appreciated. I, I don't, you know, I don't think people really understand what goes into education. I don't think that people see us as, you know, essential or, or whatever. And I think that if anything's happened over the last five months is that people are very, very aware of what that now. I think you're, I think they appreciate I, it a lot more. I would agree with you so much on that one. I've heard from a lot of parents being like, I never understood. Now I get it. I, I, I really get it. Thank you for all you do. I can't wait to send my kids back to you. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait till this is your problem again. <laughs> right. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> but then we're like, yes, give us them. We want them. Give them back. I always talk about it. I'm like, no, when I first started, I'm like, oh, I haven't had discipline in how many days? And I'm like, oh my gosh, give me a playground fight. I can, I'll take it right now. Give me one of those. <laughs> I need to feel something. Give me a, give me a... They're not big fights, but I'm just like, just give me something. Like, give me normalcy. That's normal. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Give me hall passes. Give me something. Right. Yeah. Right. Give me yeah. that we're fighting over which game to play. I'm, I'm there. <laughs> That's hilarious that we've all gotten to that point where we missed like really mundane and like yeah. things like that. Right. I know. Yeah. It's a, yeah, I miss a, I miss a, uh, like a 
an old uh, office coffee pot that has been in there that's older than I am, you know, <laughs> just, just yeah. in the background. <laughs> Have you gotten into anything that, uh, anything new, picked up any new hobbies, sports, uh, instruments, uh, anything like that? Um, or, if not, I could phrase it this way. Have you seen or read anything super cool that you'd like to do? Let me see. I don't know that I've picked up anything too new. I have found that I work out much more religiously now. I mean, I started working out because um, I was like working. I've never been much of a workouter, but I started working out more um, just to get in shape last fall and summer because I was in roller derby. And um, now I find that I'm like, I need those workouts. Those are my stress relief. I'm like, I, I take a working lunch right now while we don't have anybody in the building. You know, I'm back. I'm like, noon, it's time for my workout. We have Zoom sessions, we do them. And I find I'm religiously doing that. Um, I really, I will say I wanted to pick up something. I'm like, you know, during, well, everybody's like, I'm so bored. I cleaned out my closets. I did this, I did that. And I'm like, I have had no time whatsoever. And, you know, all the quarantine started. I'm like, I wish I did. I wish I had had time. I'm like, I could learn to play the piano. <laughs> Teach my, like, no. So I wish I had had some of that time to do some of that stuff, but I really haven't. Yeah. You know, we don't, it, it's, productivity is out the window. We're all trying to do our best. We don't all need to learn Mandarin right now. <laughs> right, right. But I will say I have become much more fit and in shape. Okay. I have, I have like roller derby. What? You yeah. Just, you have to tell me about roller derby. Because <laughs> I've all, I've always wanted to go see it or go to an event, and I just never I didn't know where to do that at. And now, oh, like, you you'll need to come watch us when we finally are able to do it again. So, um, a couple years ago, one of my friends convinced me to join. Um, to sign up for the Rockford Rage Roller Derby, their fresh meat camp. And I'm like, he's like, yeah, I want to do roller derby with me. And honestly, I'm just, sometimes I just, I just go with the flow. That's kind of how I am. And I'm like, sure, roller skating. I sure. I had no idea what we were talking about. And so I get, <laughs> no, no, oh. I, was terrible. All right. so I, I go sign up with her. We, you know, I start watching. I'm like, I think the first day where they were just demonstrating stuff, I'm like, look at her. I'm like, the heck did you get me into but of course I'm like oh. she's like well you don't have to do it. I'm like no I said I would do it I'm gonna do it so um so I started doing that and it's always it's such a good um outlet for me that just that physical outlet um it was really good so I honestly just had gotten my final um minimum pass right before quarantine hit and you know we were getting ready to do some of our traveling um traveling bouts and they started canceling. I'm like, no, I just qualified to actually play. Oh my god! Like on the A team, I'm like, I'm so sad. Now, are you more of a? Uh, did you want to be more of a a speedy type? Are you more of an enforcer? Like, is there? So, I don't know anything about roller derby, and I don't know how obvious that's coming across right now. No, that's okay. No, because you, you kind of have the ideas. Yeah. So the ones that you were referring to as a speedy type, those are. Um, the jammers, jammers, and much they're cooler. the ones that score the points for us going around, and the rest of us are the considered the blockers. And I am a blocker. I'm much better at a blocker. Although some of my teammates tell me I could go be a jammer, and I'm like, maybe. Is that a compliment? <laughs> yeah, kind yeah. of. They're like, you can, you, you're quick, and I'm like, yeah, but I run out of air real quick. You know, I lose my breath really quickly. Um, but so 
I usually am one of the blockers, so we try to prevent the other team's jammer from passing us because we said pass us by four points. So, and it's all in a circle. So, yeah, so you should check us out, the Rockford Rage Roller Derby. Rockford Rage Roller Derby. I'm really glad that we got to end on that note. That was great. It's <laughs> <laughs> my little quiet secret that we kind of talk about, you know, and do. They're like, you know, a lot of people around here, they're like, oh, I bet you're missing roller derby. I'm like, I am so much. <laughs> what colors are you guys, are the jerseys? Um, purple and black. Purple and black. Those are great roller derby colors. I know, too. right? Right. They are. <laughs> is it like a uh, a last name or is it like a nickname thing on the on the jerseys or? Um, sometimes people try to like take when they create their name, they kind of take something that is somewhat related to like a hobby or it could be a name, anything yeah. like that. Sometimes they're just out of. But a lot out of left field, but a lot of them are related to some kind of hobby or a name. What is yours? Lethal Lily. So last name Lilia. So we went with the Lily. So Lethal Lilia. There you yep. go. Lethal You're gonna have to try and stop me from naming this episode that. Oh God. <laughs> I will not. I won't. I won't. I won't. <laughs> All right. Well, that was that was pretty much everything. Thanks a ton. All right. I really appreciate. Thanks for coming on for and sure. burning an hour here having a conversation. Well, thanks for having me. As always, feel free to nominate a teacher in your life to be on our show. This is how we get guests. Send them our way. Teachers Lounge at niu.edu, wherever you're hearing. Subscribe, leave us a rating, like us, whatever you can do to spread the word. Do it because then we just get even more cool people and cool perspectives. Thanks, of course, to Molly for being on this show. Shout out to Lethal Lily and a big thanks to the Rockford Area Band, kind of the music that you hear on our show. Big thanks to Spencer Tritt for the Teacher's Lounge logo that he made. Very beautiful. And I've been your host, Peter Mudlin. We'll be back with more Teacher's Lounge very, very soon. See you later.